between you and me, right where you are right in this moment, is exactly where you were meant to be. So, wherever that may be, just be. To be a new you. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Orgasmic Life Podcast. Your permission slip to raise your standards and live an even more amazing life. Now, if you're feeling like that's way out of the ball game and you're really suffering with like pain in your body, guilt, shame, anxiety, depression, like these emotions run a lot of people's lives and that's not by accident. Our culture is set up to keep us in those emotions because it's easier to control people when they're in those emotions. But if you're on an awakening journey and you have recognized that those are there, you have taken the most crucial step to get out of that, which is to become aware that it's actually happening. Just time to awaken, to bring all the parts of yourself back to this present moment and explore the joy that is your life when you live full out, fully expressed, fully harnessing the joygasmic potential of your body and yourself. Anything is possible. And especially we are here to tell you that deep and fulfilling love is possible and is available for you when you choose that for yourself. intro to the stages of early labor well so i just recorded a big long blurb about my experience with the stages of early labor and i just wanted to say that everybody experiences this differently um you know the stages of labor as they've been created and sort of understood are generally a good guideline but some ladies experience uh, prodromal labor so extended or uh, like non-linear non-linearly progressing labor and they also make beautiful babies and mine happens to have been a very sort of slow steady I imagine it is a very slow sloping long hill rather than like a mountain valley up and down up and down or a roller coaster or something like that it's been a very slow slow journey of opening and expanding and that's been really beautiful and so I just wanted to share these thoughts about my experience while also acknowledging that your experience might be radically different um but i think it's important to give voice to the slow softening that is the last stages of pregnancy because it's very easy to focus on the drama and the waters breaking and the challenges of uh, force like facing non-medicalized birth and stuff like that and um you know, the process of being in a wild birth and a wild pregnancy really can be very, very gentle. And I'd like to give voice to that. So that's why I created this particular little mini episode. I hope you enjoy. The end phases of early labor. So experiencing in third trimester from about 25 to 28 weeks onwards, um, had really been experiencing a lot of 
what they call Braxton Hicks. I don't like calling them that because I don't think any part of a women's reproductive experience and cycle should be named after a man. Um, they should be named after women. And so I prefer to call them practice surges or warm-up surges or early, early labor. Um, and I remember sort of week by week, there was this progression that would happen. In the beginning, you know, the in the beginning, I began to feel these surges in the top of my belly and they would they would come and go and sometimes last quite a while, but they would just be sort of sensationless surges, except that I would notice I needed to go pee or I needed to um, go to the bathroom or suddenly where I was sitting would become more uncomfortable because of how the hardness of the womb was now pushing on the bladder. Um, and I would say there were about four or five distinct phases within that process where the tightness of the womb as it was doing these surges became tighter and tighter and tighter um, where at the beginning the tightest that it would tighten was um, you know maybe a maybe a two two tightness on the new scale five weeks later of how tight the, the womb was getting and that the resting uh, sensation of the womb was so much like the resting stage of the womb became the same level of tightness that the very strongest uh, surge from the previous stage had been. So week by week, uh, it did seem like it was sort of like one week at a time and then it would increase. It wasn't so it was gradual, but like sort of in these waves where you're like, oh, and now I'm in a different phase. Now I'm in the next phase. So there were maybe four or five of these early stages of womb tightenings, womb surges, where I could feel the muscles building. And then um, maybe after four or five weeks of that, started having this experience where the womb tightenings would start to reach more into the cervix, which is a funny sort of feeling. So it went from being sort of a sensationless or a just an experience of, oh, it's tightening, but without any pain or um, challenge in the experience to this place where all of a sudden those sensations are wrapping down around the bottom and starting to impact the cervix. So I would feel the top of the womb tightening and the bottom in the cervix would feel either twingy or crampy or would have sort of this like sharp sensation where I'd go, <gasps> oh, like kind of like stepping on a rock you don't expect um, <clears throat> and then just breathing it through. And this is a really beautiful practice, I think, for training the body. You know, a lot of women are like, oh, prodromal labor. But really, the way we re choose to respond to our body in those early sensations sets the tone for how we're going to respond early in labor. And so by choosing to tune into the sensation, choosing to breathe with the body and move from like a <gasps> to, uh, you know, to train the body to like, oh, that was surprising and sharp. And we respond by exhaling slowly and then taking a couple more breaths and being really deeply with the body and allowing ourselves to tune into the altered state that's here, the altered sense of awareness. Uh, it's really, really beautiful. <clears throat> so then later the experience is, um, so, so there's sort of like a week or two where it's really wrapping down into the cervix, but fairly sporadic, um, you know, once every couple of days. 
and it's interesting because I did notice that there was a, an experience of uh, it would happen more either when I was out and about. So when I was maybe walking with cars nearby or I'm walking my dog and there's a deer that he might want to chase or some other dogs. So there's sort of this experience of uh, tension in the body, a little bit of more stress in the body because I've been blessed with a very easeful, relaxful pregnancy where I've really been invited to just soften into being very feminine and flop <laughs> and flowy. Um, you know, while also doing kitchening and housing and stuff like that, but generally very privileged and relaxed and beautiful, which has been wonderful. Um, so I would notice that the sensations, these sort of pinchy sensations would happen more often if I was shifting from a place of safety to a place of uh, sort of more, more adrenaline, which I thought was really interesting because I actually think that the body was doing pretty much the same thing all the time it's just that I would notice more when I when there was more tension in the body all of a sudden that pulling isn't necessarily totally relaxed it's got a little bit of adrenaline or there's a little bit of tension sitting in the cervix and so then those surges land differently in the body <clears throat> um, so that was a few weeks <clears throat> and then Again, sort of increasing in intensity. So I remember at some point in, in this phase being like, oh, my God, this is just going to keep getting stronger and stronger for like some more weeks, like maybe three more weeks, maybe like eight more weeks. Holy fuck. <laughs> and just being really aware that I was in a very sort of gradual, slow movement into full on, uh, you know, active labor experience where the body was really very gently and progressively becoming more and more soft and relaxed so after this phase where the cervix is sort of becoming more engaged in the weeks after that um, really noticing like loosening in the hips and also loosening in the mind so I go like guys my brain's shutting off I can feel my brain shutting off um, I'm a Virgo so generally very like list oriented uh, very to-do oriented, very um, calendar oriented, a lot of organizational. And I remember this is maybe a month ago now, or I, I don't even know because time. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> right. Um, but at the time, the body just sort of going like, hey, guys, if you need anything like really linear out of me, like, let's do that now because I can feel it's shutting off. And so this was a time of like filling out the last bits of paperwork that I had to do. Um, I finished up my book, just sort of like moving into these new phases and um, allowing the brain to become a lot softer, not worrying so much about the schedule. Um, we got a big bulk food order in, so then I'm not thinking about food in like a daily or even a weekly manner, I go like, oh, we've got stuff we can make like bread for months now. Hallelujah. If that's what we need to do, we can just do that. Um, yeah, and just really setting space to be in a much more timeless container. This morning I asked my partner, I don't even know what day of the week it is. He goes, oh, it's Friday. I go, great, good. Now I know, but I haven't really known for the last couple of days and that's just fine. So, yeah, in that last sort of month, watching the brain shut down, 
Um, and it's not like I can't still think and function. Um, it's just that I don't necessarily want to, right? The the birth portal is such a liminal, non-linear, non-time-oriented space. And even when people ask me, like, oh, when's the baby coming? I go, like, oh, sometime in the next, you know, weeks. It's like this very vague answer um, because I don't really know. And they only care in so much as they want a linear answer because they've been trained to ask for a linear answer. It's deeply imprinted in their limbic from the way the the culture runs. And so I'm um, just giving these non-specific, non-time-oriented answers and <clears throat> really allowing myself to deepen into that liminal. Um, so that brings us up to close to now. Um, so in the last two weeks, definitely there's been a lot of loosening in the hips. So this is like at night really making sure to stack the pillows and... Um, be gentle with the hips when I'm moving. It's like very much like, okay, let's make sure that all the ligaments are going to function all together. We're very intentional about the movement and letting them move. Um, I had some sort of shooting pains in from the leg ligament through the groin into the low belly. Um, I had some challenges there throughout earlier pregnancy as well. Oh. So just being really gentle with the body as it moves. Um, and really feeling that, that the body is in a really different space. Um, they, I can literally feel the hip ligaments move apart. Um, and then in this last week, it's been like, oh, the, like when I move in the morning, if I've been lying in one position for a while, I, I mean, I wake up a couple times a night anyway, but, you know, from that last snooze or whatever, if I've been lying in the same position for an hour or more, I can feel the hips sort of like crack and creak and go like, and he's like, oh, like normally like a spine might crack, but uh, hips don't usually crack, right? <laughs> but it's like, oh, they're they're so loose that that's happening and being in a space where that just is and the loosening of the mind as well, where it moves into a place of just like relaxation, it feels kind of stoned, kind of trippy, um, you know, very fuzzy, uh, it's trickier to like focus on people or on things, can feel the sense of like maybe like uh, being kind of tipsy or drunk where the the thinking brain is just like, no, it's not really there. And it's like, oh, well, you need me to re-engage that to have a conversation. You know, this morning my partner goes like, let's do schedule check-in. I was like, why? <laughs> you know, and it's not like I can't. It's just like, wh why would I want to do that right now? It's, it's counterintuitive to the thing that I'm wanting to create, which is just relaxation from all those time systems. Um, in the last two weeks, I've definitely, uh, especially in the evenings, uh, we have a, we just have one clock that's really sort of like always on in the house, which is on the oven. And so in the evenings, I'll take a business card and just cover up the time so I can't see it. So when I wake up in the middle of the night to go pee, I don't go like, oh, it's only been an hour since I peed last, blah, 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 sort of complaining about it. I've just created that space so that I'm not thinking about the time in the same way. It doesn't really matter to the baby um, what, what time it is, but we've been so oriented as humans towards clock time. And 
I think clock time is really detrimental actually to the birthing process. So I've been disengaging from it as much as I can. Um, yeah. And then in this last week also, as well as the hips opening and the brain slowing down, um, I've really noticed the difference between the sensations in the body. So the sensations have really amplified, um, you know, action and, and sensation into the cervix has really accelerated is happening often when I wake up in the morning, there's like sort of more regular, sur regular surges. Um, I can feel the sort of like pulsing through the cervix. Sometimes it's really orgasmic. Sometimes it's a little like pinchier. Sometimes it's just a really strong sensation. I had a couple where I was, when I went to stand up or whatever, and I just end up like hanging on to something and being like, whoa, that was intense. And, um, you know, I, I've heard from a lot of ladies, they sort of, they're in this phase and they go like, I'm going to bounce on my ball. I'm going to take some castor oil. I'm going to go do lots of walking and I'm really experimenting with just letting go of any of those ideas of intervention and just letting the body be relaxed in how it is and you know that trusting that the baby will come in their own time and that the most important thing I can do is sleep because I won't be doing that as regularly after baby comes get as much chunks of sleep as I can keep my body comfortable um you know be stay stay as active as I want so whether that's moving around the house and like nesting and tidying things when I have the energy to or going for walks when I have the energy to um, but not really forcing any of it just being in a very soft and gentle space with all of it oh I've also noticed that I'm way phlegmier in this last week like so much phlegm in my body and in the last day or two probably since the squirting experience <laughs> which you can listen to in the podcast called squirting was made for birth um since that experience i've just noticed there's a lot more uh like flu not fluid but like just that my vagina is more wet it's more like open and uh, sort of juicy than it normally has been um my colostrum stopped for a day or two and then it's coming back in and so yeah it's just been very gentle intensification of the process and I'm looking forward to what's going to happen next we're all kind of thinking baby might come in the next 12 to 24 hours um, just because I really am a lot spacier than I was yesterday and the hips are really loose and feeling really soft in it so we'll see if that's the case and uh, of course it'll be weeks after when you whatever you get to listen to this but um, we'll see if, I, if we were right in that estimation when we get there so these are just some ponderances about being gentle with self and with mind in that last trimester you know even as I'm talking right now like right right in this particular moment I can feel like the belly's much harder it's dropped down quite a bit and and I can feel those like sensations into the cervix where it's like oh something's definitely happening something's definitely happening um 
when the baby's head has been really right close and down. So when I put my fingers in my vagina, the baby's head is sort of like, I can only go to my, my knuckle, right? But the, I can feel the baby's head before then. So it's quite low down, but still within the vagina, the cervix hasn't like opened around it yet. Um, so that's really interesting to feel that they're actually like so close to the exit, but like just held in place. Uh, hold up. <laughs> We're just waiting, waiting for everything, waiting for the doors to open. Um, and I really do believe that that's partially like astrologically driven and that the baby knows when their birthday is going to be and will send the signal just in time to have all that unfold in the perfect timing for their perfect birth time and their perfect birth date. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope this has been helpful. And I always love to hear comments and replies from listeners. Um, there's a little feature if you're listening on Anchor or if you want to, or I think even on Spotify as well, that lets you um, send a little voice message back to this. So if this episode's been helpful to you in any way, I'd love to hear from you. Or you can always shoot me a message on Facebook, is where I'm most active generally <sighs> the links to all my profiles are in the show notes da, 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 da. <laughs> okay have a beautiful beautiful day well that was awesome thank you so much for listening all the way to the end how easily can you imagine that this experience is integrated already deeply into every cell of your being in such a way that you will begin to notice that you have already been operating from this new behavior for a while and that it was simply a matter of noticing how much you've already been doing this. You may choose to feel that this moment is the moment that completely and utterly into your body or in the days and weeks ahead, getting curious about how fully and completely this experience has transformed your life, realizing that you are a complete choice to choose how you would like to integrate this information into every cell of your being. Thank you so much for being a part of the Joygasmic Life podcast, and I am so grateful to have you here and be a part of it. If you haven't already, head over to joygasm.me to check out our Joygasmic Birth Blueprint ebook and course, which give you all of the information that you need to become a Joygasmic Mama, whether you are postpartum or whether you're expecting your first baby, this course absolutely has tips and tricks for you that will help prepare you for birth, prepare you for the birth of your next child, and prepare you for peaceful and joygasmic mothering on the other side. So absolutely the way that we do one thing is the way that we do everything and so by utilizing and beginning to build a practice of joygasmic alchemy you will absolutely become a better mother and hold space as i am and as many many women are for the enlightenment of the planet we do that first by working on ourselves and then offering that support and that enlightened nature within ourselves to our families and then from there it ripples out so if you haven't already checked that out go 
check that out now. Again, it's joygasm.me. We've also got courses on rescuing your relationship, bulletproof mom, how to be able to handle even the most intense toddler or uh, special needs child later on in life, as well as a multitude of new courses that are coming out. We're absolutely grateful to get to have you as a part of that. And remember, you, anyone who participates in the funding of the podcast absolutely gets a membership access, which allows you to access the bonus features, the ends of some of our episodes, exercises from our guests, as well as featured free content from them. So super glad to have all of you who are a part of that already here. And thank you so much for being a part of the Joygasmic Life family. If I could leave you with only one tip for how to be an orgasmic, joygasmic mama in this world, the invite would be to really step into and embody the knowledge that you are actually here for a reason and that that reason is to be an enlightened being for your family. They chose you for a reason. They chose you on this consciousness journey for a reason. And you absolutely have the tools and skills to be able to do this. If you're struggling, please reach out. I am more than happy to help people rewire what's going on in their brain, create a new story and create a more powerful experience so you can be the kind of mama for your kids that you really have dreamed of. You absolutely deserve it and your children absolutely deserve it. I look forward to getting to know you more and I look forward to co-creating through the membership content. Have a beautiful day and we'll see you on the next podcast.